1: to start winning. Aaron Rodgers looking for Devontae Adams. who has got it! DJ Moore has a pass to the end zone.
0: Jonathan Taylor, touchdown! Pass it's caught! Jakes. Touchdown!
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Road of Overtime on Road of His Radio, brought to you by Blue Wire. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. And as always, I'm joined on the show by Sean Siegel, um, we are doing a little bit of a bonus QA today. You may have heard it mentioned on some of the other shows. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. A um, little bit outside of our, our normal uh, kind of schedule, I guess, but uh, lots of questions coming in from uh, listeners. Some questions submitted by myself and Sean as well. Even uh, one question submitted by my wife that we may <laughs> add in. So uh, a little teaser for later in the show. But Sean, I want to start off by kind of taking a trip down. Memory lane. Um, I actually went back. I done some research. Probably done more research for this show than uh, <laughs> than some of our other shows. But I did go back and check to see the the first show that we did do together, and that was the tenth of August, twenty sixteen, back in the Overtime Ireland podcast days. Uh, we previewed the NFC North. So hopefully we got everything right in that uh, episode. But went back and checked that it's more difficult to uh, find exactly which podcast it is when you're going back through iTunes to find it uh, the the control F function doesn't work <laughs> very well but uh the other thing then that was uh the f- that led to eventually us starting this here podcast which was Rotoviz overtime the 1st of August nearly 2 years later 2018 Rotoviz OT episode 1 uh, was recorded at that point and then we have over 300 shows. The first of those shows were pretty much 45 minutes to an hour for the first 100. Then we kind of changed up the format. And then if I add up the kind of estimated time, we'd well, be a 12,000 minutes of podcast time. Two, that would be 200 hours or 8.33 days. And I even went down to it's 0.02 of a year. So a lot of time spent over the last three years uh, doing podcasts has been a huge amount of fun. And uh, it's something that kind of, stem from from one podcast episode and and spawned all the way uh true to whatever this is 303 304 whatever it is so pretty incredible when i, I was i was i was driving my daughter to play school <laughs> or preschool this week and i was like i wonder what it is in minutes so i i went back and did that which i thought was interesting
2: and those eight and a third days have been a lot of fun <laughs> colin i enjoyed doing your show so much that when uh, a little bit later, we had a chance to bring you on and, and have you be part of RotoViz Radio. I mentioned that it would be fun to do a show together, and that uh, has evolved into just the party that we have three times a week here on RotoViz OT. <laughs> and you, as the executive producer of RotoViz Radio, which has gone extremely well. The channel has done a great deal of growth over the last couple of years. And uh, I just think the excitement around it has been fantastic. So I, I owe a lot to that day on August 10th, 2016, and just very, very excited about how things have transpired. And it's fun to have this sort of cross ocean friendship as well. Uh, the listeners obviously love the fact that you are from Ireland or located in Ireland. I have a special little connection there in that uh, my mother's side of the family originally came from Ireland. And so uh, she talks about it a lot, wants to go back and visit if she ever gets a chance. I'll probably try and go with her, uh, see it as well. And so, yeah, it's 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 been a great time and and it's a lot of fun to do this. And I'm looking forward to this episode here. Obviously, if, if you're in it only for the football, feel free to skip. But Uh, This may give you some opportunities to make fun of us on social media, which, again, you know, is what it's all about. And the questions we've gotten from listeners over the last several years have been able to incorporate into shows is really one of my favorite parts, being able to answer some of those questions. And, uh, you know, things have come up in the show related to viewer interaction that has helped in terms of me writing articles. And it just allows us to get a sense of what are some questions we need to answer, what are some things we need to think about. And so I love the community, love the relationship, we love the listener leagues we've got going on. And uh, yeah, this should be fun.
1: Yeah, it should be fun. And Sean mentioned there making fun of people, not making fun of people, making fun of us on social media. Uh, Sean, of course, will never see those. So uh, send them my way if that is to, to happen but Sean the one thing I was going to mention uh, for anyone who's listening to this when it comes out on Sunday um, the Friday episode of uh, Steed and Bananas I think that uh, listeners should go back and check that there was kind of a, a meditation style relaxation uh, conversation at the end of that that you know Sean was talking about getting into the outdoors and things uh, is that something that's in the future wrote of his meditation guide
2: it, it probably is, right? I mean, when I do some of the YouTube yoga sessions and, you know, you get so relaxed and then they have the meditation, you know, why, why wouldn't we all be kind of getting in that church? And it just, it worked right away because I got a text from Ben uh, really just like 45 minutes later saying he had already been for a walk. He it went really well. His, his mood was <laughs> lifted in, and lifted from already being obviously extremely high, just having a uh, recorded stealing bananas. So yes uh Roto-biz, ot meditations i mean who doesn't want fantasy football and zen
1: yeah and uh, i have no idea if sean was being uh telling the truth there or not but let's just make, say that ben did uh, ben seemed to want to to get out into the open air so maybe it did it did start that all off but sean we have lots of questions to go through and um, we may even split this up into to multiple shows here but thank you to everyone who sent in questions really enjoyed those and the, the questions from the listeners for the shows like you mentioned have been very thought-provoking and and lots of great interaction there we're going to go through them i've kind of tried to to tie them up into kind of topics so the first one came down to game watching and uh you know game day rituals and things like that at one sean that came up and the question you know was they said it was a non-football question but still kind of football related they said curious about both of our viewing routines slash rituals he said i think sean mentioned once he watches each game one by one from an elliptical machine to work off those tacos uh he said if he recalls correctly so has that changed and then he said what is mine so i'll let you go first sean for the kind of the game day experience
2: yeah, definitely tacos, wings. Yeah, if I can do it, it's a little bit trickier. I'm a little bit further away from some of the quick places to pick stuff up now. And so the games start here at ten. I get up and start working on lineups and you know check with co-managers on different things. And so then it's sort of into game time. But often someone will run out and grab some donuts for us. And so I'm gonna call them, watch the games and and eat donuts. So. I mean, you can't do too much worse than that in terms of a Sunday experience. The other thing that has changed a little bit, and uh, this may be one of the reasons for uh, continuing to put on some weight. I'm six foot now up to like 220, right? And so we'll just say that that's mostly muscle and try to make the, the, uh, <laughs> the body composition look okay. Uh, Got to get out and start playing my tennis again. Stop doing that kind of during the pandemic. But – the treadmill is in a room of the house now that doesn't. So I had this very elaborate sort of Sunday ticket direct TV setup. I'd watch the games for like three hours before starting to eat and like walk for three hours. And you can walk, you know, a pretty good distance in that time and at least work off some of the calories. The whole system doesn't work now with reaching the room. That the treadmill is in. So, what I'm gonna have to do, and just realized as we were discussing this that I could do it because I've got it now on some of the other TVs. The shortcuts version for Sunday Ticket uh, can be pulled up, obviously, with the internet, you know, have the internet on the TV, and to set that up for the TV in that room so that at least the games I don't get to on Sunday. I actually watch while I'm exercising as opposed to while I'm eating more. But yeah, so, you know, go through the games, have like five or six recorded at the same time there and try and, you know, watch two or three drives, switch two or three drives, switch, you try and not uh, look at the bottom line. You don't want spoilers for that Chiefs game while you're, you know, in there watching a little bit of Houston Texans and trying to figure out how you know they're in the NFL. One of my favorite parts of Ted Lasso and, and Column, you and I have talked about this a little bit, was when they're like on the verge of getting relegated, and obviously they're trying to fight that off, and they're like, Well, what do you guys do in the US? And and they explain, oh, well, just you know, they play off the string in mostly empty stadiums. And you know, coach says it's dumb. <laughs> that that would be my expression as well. And I think what most of us think about the way so many of these teams in the NBA, MLB, NFL sort of play when things haven't gone exactly. To schedule for them. So uh, when you're trying to watch the Texans for fantasy football purposes, the main thing that you're thinking is, this is dumb. <laughs> so that, that's my sort of viewing approach column. What are you doing these days in Ireland? I know that it's a little bit tricky there.
1: Yeah, you know, there's a few questions, and there's another. I won't go in exactly to the times, so uh, there is a question coming up on that. Um, in terms of the the game day, the one I'm going to pop another question in here before I go into my routine. But I did get a, a question that was uh coming in, and it, it rolled back. I, sometimes I wondered, do people listen to the ad reads? Do people just skip through? How does that work? But um, I had a question: How many Pepsi's have exploded after you forgot you put one in your freezer? So uh then he said are are your ad reads just more propaganda from the big freezer uh, corporation so this rolls back to pepsi sponsoring the show a couple of years ago and uh, i did say that my favorite way to drink pepsi was on game days by putting them into the freezer so they're ice cold and then taking them out i can confirm that i've never exploded a pepsi so i, I have a good record there i've exploded lots of other alcoholic beverages that i've put into the freezer and and forgot about so sometimes you put them in or maybe the party is going very good and you're like i'm gonna put this in the, the freezer and um, because maybe i ran out and i had to get something that wasn't cool and then obviously you sit down you continue to drink and you forget that it's in the freezer so i woke up uh, some mornings and the cans can be exploded but um i i do in fact drink pepsis uh i drink a, a lot of different ones uh, all all sugar free i guess as well but that is part of my my game day routine is usually those if i can if i if i have more time if i have more time to relax it's usually something else added into them uh, maybe like a tito's or something like that but in terms of the overall viewing routine my viewing routine has changed a lot over the last three years because i have a a three-year-old daughter and sometimes depending on how things are going on the sunday afternoon can switch up a lot depending on meal times big thing at the moment now is like bath time or, or shower time is usually on a sunday so depending on how the day goes that could be during the games it could be before the games if i'm lucky it just all depends so usually at the start of that early slate of games my stress levels are, are really through the roof whether it's making sure i get those lineups set or making sure that you know i don't want to be like given a bath and be like i have uh, an injury news here that i need to change it you know can get very awkward so that is a big part of my day every day but I, i've got better particularly this season at really early in the mornings once i get up get those lineups pretty much as m- set as i am going to have them and uh unless something really changes late on uh to change those so that's ease that stress level but um sundays usually revolves around setting dfs lineups as well and i've tried to lower the amount of those to again lower my blood pressure uh, during that time so because the games and We'll roll this into the next question is the game start with me at 6 p.m for that early set of games uh, on a Sunday and um, I tend to try and have my you know kind of dinner before that but something I've rolled in this season in particular is getting those kind of chicken wings and hot sauce usually around that split in the games which is usually like you know 9 p.m my time so I've really been enjoying that this year as my kind of mid game watching snack but like you sean uh, can usually a multiple tv setup i me and sean have talked off air about a, a new laptop i bought recently enough and uh, you know in the, well, recently it's february time now but that lets you airplay onto the tv screen now the tv screens also have the option to have game pass on that so between game pass and uh red zone and you know watching usually having the packers game on as well uh, trying to get as much in at the same time as i can so sean does watch all the games even the houston texans which i you know that is a real tribute to sean's dedication to (laughs) to his craft but i usually watch the the texans there on on, you know kind of (laughs) the fastest possible version of those those games unless of course jonathan taylor's playing against them then i try and see as much as we can but uh that's kind of my game day but sean the next part of the game day question came in from from matthew and he asked and we said call him like you uh, i live outside the u.s um with its reasonable nfl air times, and have to be relatively creative uh, with how he watches games he actually says that i assume that he's in japan he says in japan i have to wake up at 2 a.m on monday uh, and i want to watch if he wants to watch the games live uh, but he said you have a similar problem with the sunday monday thursday night games so they'd be on here at kind of 1 30 a.m um, with with me and he says do you stay up till 4 a.m. So uh, and then he also said do you wait to check fantasy scores until you've watched the game? So answering that one first, I actually lived in Australia in 2016, not long before uh, I returned home very shortly before that first show with Sean. Uh, in that situation the games used to finish at 7 a.m. So I'm not sure it sounds like Japan and Australia might be on you know pretty close time zones, but um watching those games. What I used to do in Australia was go to work on the Monday and not check any scores and then watch it as if it was live via at that time via Red Zone um, to see all the games as they happen and try not to watch the scores. So that is something, as I've got older, I've decided on watching on my schedule now, the games that are Thursday night football or Sunday night football, I tend to um, not watch those live and like you mentioned, I Watch them through Game Pass so I can watch them from the start without knowing the scores. Usually, once I wake up, so get up at like you know 7 a.m., watch them that way. So, I used to get up and watch those games, and you know, I, I just as I get older, it's, it's the body can't take it. Um, and with a young child, it definitely can't take it. So, that's my kind of routine for those, uh, I guess, primetime games in the US. But each Sunday, I will stay up to probably 1 a.m. a.m. To, to catch all the. The uh, NFL action in those two slits. Sean, is there any challenges for you and the listeners? Probably have heard this a couple of times on the show. You are in one time zone. I'm in another, and we set up our podcast recording schedule on Eastern Standard Time, which is another <laughs> another time zone. So, any challenges for you? I know we did touch on the London games, and that being an incredibly early start for you. But um, any challenges for for watching games with with your daily schedule?
2: No, it really is kind of perfect, right? Because uh, when I used to live in Central, you know, noon is you got to wait, you got to wait, you got to be patient. Uh, if you're out there on the East Coast, and I lived in New York for a year and a half with my brother, uh, sort of a little bit before I started all of this, and then you're at one o'clock. And I mean, if you're trying to take the subway to a sports bar, so you can see some of these games, you know, that is so hectic and challenging that maybe the one o'clock start time is good for you It can be hard to get to the bar by one o'clock uh, there in New York City. But out here where you just, you know, tumble out of bed, get your donuts, set your lineups and start, I mean, 10 a.m. is great. It's almost frustrating when we get the time change and Arizona kind of toggles between two different time zones. And so we get the time change, it goes to 11 o'clock and then you're like, ah, oh, I, mean, I got this extra hour to burn here. And so, yeah, I mean, it'd be better if they had the London games after the time change, but. No, it's fantastic. It's a lot of fun. You and I have that extra little challenge around the time change because, (laughs) uh, because we're not changing, which is how we toggle zones, then you're changing. And then we like change different weeks, right? Ireland changes their time like a week earlier or later than we do. And so- And I think
1: that's happening may, maybe next week. I think that might happen again. So we can yeah, move back to up. that.
2: So you know, <laughs> either column or I will be sitting here looking at the blank screen, wondering where the person is. And it's because the times have just gotten too complicated.
1: We should have called this podcast now that we think about it, should have been Rotovis over time zones. There you go. There you go.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
2: It's only a kick.
0: A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle.
2: A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: So Sean, another question that we got quite a few times. So what I've done is a lot of these questions have come in. Some of them have come in multiple times, and then so there's I've kind of tried to s- summarize them all up as best as we can. But we had a question in, and it was about have we pets? And then the next question was have we a favorite animal? Maybe if we didn't have pets. So I'll let you go for Sean. I know, um, you know, you you have a cat, so if you want to go through some of that.
2: I do, and, and, and she's such a adorable little uh, long-haired, ferocious beast. I mean, she, she looks like a wild animal, except at the very, very smallest scale. And, you know, pets and animals are, are interesting, are fun. Uh, the affection that they give you really is priceless. And, you know, the research indicates that, yes, I mean, it's, it's very, very healthy to have that relationship she's interesting because she is willing to interact with people but is also just ferocious and she's tiny and so when she's you know outside she hasn't been outside for a long long time because it's not safe and healthy Uh, but when she was I mean she'd be always getting into fisticuffs with much larger cats you know she'd come back all you know scraped up from that and looking very much like she was happy that it worked out the way it was that um she was going to fight and it didn't matter how much bigger they were and that's kind of her relationship with with most things so i i love the personality i love the contrasts of it and she's 16 now and doesn't have i mean she walks around like like a little little cat and you know has some other little health problems so i'm hoping that she still has another 5 6 good years but you know there there is some trepidation about you know what might happen with where her health is but you know, she has some arthritis. She doesn't move very well. And yet, I mean, she's always just been this crazy athlete. And so every once in a while, you know, you'll see her flying through the air, jumping up onto cabinets that, you know, as she's just walked very slowly through the room, you wouldn't think that she necessarily has in her, but she definitely does when she needs to or when she wants to. So that's that's always kind of fun to see that combination of athleticism, personality, and and uh, it, it just is a, a special relationship, as I'm sure many listeners have with, with their pets as well.
1: Yeah and uh, I I talk to a lot of people about different pets and my wife is actually a, a vet or a veterinarian and uh, so pets have always played a big part in, in her life but people may have heard this story before I know Sean one of the questions we're going to talk about either on today's show or another episode is my kind of um, you know how I got into American football and you know where my fandom of the Packers came from. I actually have Again, linking back to the Australian story I told a moment ago, which ties in well. Before we went to Australia, uh, we had a, a dog, and my in laws, my mother and father in law, their dog actually was very old and passed away, unfortunately. And we were moving to Australia. So they offered at that time to look after the, the dog because we knew we were going to come back. We were going for one year. And when we were going, uh, they took the dog. When we come back, we were getting married shortly after that. Then obviously we've had our daughter. So the dog has remained with them. We, it was like a loan that uh, they decided that they were going to hold on to the dog. So they live maybe, uh, you know, three, four minutes walk. So I see him pretty much every day. But um, the dog, and this is the part that I still can't figure out how it worked out. We were looking for a name. What do we call the dog? And uh, I suggested the name Packer and uh, i suggested a lot of names and i really didn't think any of the names would get approval whatever happened when i said packer my wife kind of said oh that's not you know that's not too bad and whatever worked after that the name stuck so my dog who is like a he's a a shih tzu kind of cross so he's not a a thoroughbred or you know a purebred he's a a cross between two different dogs but mainly a shih tzu and and his name is packer so um he stayed with us for a weekend maybe three weekends ago and i always enjoy one of the things we used to do i used to watch the the games with him my wife has no interest in in the game so i used to get a, a partner to watch the games with with packer so that's my kind of story about uh my dog and his name and part of the 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 fandom i guess of the green bay packers but um he is coming up now to nine or ten years old so getting a little bit older and he is a little bit uh, i don't know how he was designed um kind has a, a bad overbite and some bendy legs but he's uh at the same time like you're saying uh, he's a he's a great pet to have and you do become very attached and the most surprised i think i've become attached to is uh we actually have uh, some hens or chickens so we have four hens and um some of the fantasy teams i had this year were kind of named after those guys so uh we get like fresh eggs every day and things like that so i didn't think i would have hens and i definitely didn't think i would become super attached to them and um, so they're a lot of fun um as, as pets which is probably more unusual than not so uh, one dog, which is kind of a step dog now, I guess we'll call it. And then, <laughs> and then four chickens is where, where I'm at at the moment.
2: It's it's interesting there with the, uh, with the chickens, because it seems like there are some places that I've visited where they are ubiquitous and are just you know, kind of walking around everywhere. I'm assuming that's not the case in your neighborhood there.
1: I'll tell you a story about them. I actually had to extend the gate the gate was about i don't know six inches shorter than the rest of the fence and for a few days there i was going out to check on them and like one of them kept being out so they could fly over a certain height and this was actually before he started to escape over the fence but one of the chickens is called houdini because obviously he she is very good at escaping so i've uh, had to build an extension <laughs> onto that uh, so they can't get out anymore so sometimes sean they do uh, be walking around quite wild <laughs> the other part of the question sean uh, was about favorite animals and another question that came in is what is your favorite wild animal and why and um, the question also said that it seems a bit trivial but uh they kind of love people's reactions to the question. It tells a bit about their relationship with nature and how they think about it. i was just wondering, is there any non-kind of domesticated animals, I guess, uh, that are of interest to you?
2: Well, I, I was trying to figure this out and then think through some of them, and I think that some of the small feisty animals, like the wolverine and the mongoose, you know, you kind of get caught up in the myth of some of those creatures and and they sort of appeal to certain parts of the personality, that combination of size, but, but viceness. And I was uh, in a very impressionable age when I was like a first and second grader, I lived in Michigan and the Michigan Wolverines were my favorite team. And so that gives you a little bit more of that connection to this animal that has obviously the, the ferociousness for its side. But I think that, You know, currently living here in Arizona and uh, kind of in an area where, you know, it's Tucson is kind of this weird mix of suburban and, you know, borderline urban, but the zoning is more all over the place to where everything is kind of mixed together. Depending on what street you're on, you could love it or, or hate that aspect of it. But the wild animals and the wildlife know certainly also kind of mixed in there and so we see javelinas you know moving through the yard pretty frequently you know these these big boars essentially and you know have some deer have some foxes all of that kind of thing but you go out and you walk along the wash you know where the the water pours through when we have our monsoon Um, you know you you walk a little bit in anywhere where you go where there's desert at all and you can run across and see some bobcats and i think that the cats have become so special to me with Anias, my cat. And so the other cats, and I just, I love the grace and the way that they move kind of that combination of the poised athleticism, this ability to really go if they need to, but the, the quiet and, Uh, all of that in the movement as they're just walking around. And so it's, it's pretty cool. Anytime you see the Bobcat, we've had, you know, one just kind of hanging out in the backyard every once in a while, we've got a Bobcat who will walk through the driveway every couple of months. And it's just, it's pretty amazing to see an animal like that so close. And so uh, I think the big cats, and we always joke all the time, obviously here, the Arizona Cardinals, and we'll be watching the games and and Anais will be watching the games with us. And and she's always rooting against them because they're birds and, she loves the panther she loves the jaguars and so uh, all of these these cat kind of themes uh, come into play in terms of the the favorite animals
1: yeah and I I do think a lot of like you know those bigger uh, animals particularly you know I, I think probably most people have some sort of a soft spot for the likes of like lions and you know things like that there you mentioned the grace and the poise that those sort of animals can move out we actually quite unusual in Donegal where I'm from we have a like an animal sanctuary for rescued animals and they like have rescued animals from all over the world but they actually have some bears there like wild bears that people were keeping in Russia and uh, they're quite amazing to see up close in terms of you know big big animals and that's very unusual for here in Ireland to you know to have something like that but I've always been very fond of dolphins, um, you know. I always thought they were quite an amazing animal um, to see. So that would probably be my kind of one that's out in the wild. That's probably <laughs> I, I can't see myself ever having a pet dolphin. I, I don't think I have uh, the the water capacity around <laughs> around my house. But um, I always find them very, 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 very majestic kind of uh, a creature. But Sean, we have uh, we've gone thirty minutes. We did mention we had. A lot of questions. We will split it up into another show or so. Um, So we will run a line through it. There, we will drop another one of these very, very uh, close in the near future. As always, this has been RodaBiz Overtime. The content of today's show is highly different to the content of our normal shows. I'm sure the people listening are are more used to listening to those regular shows. We will have three of those coming up next week. We had three this past week. Head on back, listen to those if you haven't already. If you are a listener and you haven't yet signed up to rotaviz.com, you can get a 10% discount to a rotaviz NFL pass by adding the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. We're going to rotavis.com forward slash podcast for more information. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. My co-host is Sean Siegel, who you can follow on Twitter. But he maybe Sean said if you have any thoughts, add them on social media. So Sean's on social media at FF underscore contrarian unlikely to ever see any comments there so if you do have any other questions suggestions that you want to send for future episodes if we have some more of these send them my way at Overtime Ireland on twitter or road of at gmail.com and we'll use some of the best there but until we're back with the next show have a good one Thank you for listening to Overtime and Rotovis Radio. Please rate and review the Rotovis Radio podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcast app. You can contact us via email at rotovisradio at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at Rotovis Radio. And remember, you can always support the pod by subscribing to Rotovis with the discount through the Rotovis Radio homepage, rotovis.com forward slash podcast.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium?